You're listening to Confidently She, a podcast bringing a fresh, encouraging perspective on what it means to be a woman. And while it's okay to not be okay, I believe there's a way to walk through any stage of life with a confident perspective. Hey, it's Rebecca Biggie. I uh, want to read an iTunes review before I get into this episode. Because, guys, I'm so thankful for these reviews, like hearing from you guys, especially because there was a few weeks in December where the podcast was deleted from iTunes. And all of the ratings, all the reviews, all of that were lost. And I had to work with iTunes and Anchor to figure out like how that happened and how to restore the old podcast so that we captured those reviews and ratings that I've built up over the past two years. And when that happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I've I've lost all of these things that that my listeners have said. And that just made me really appreciate everything that that you guys have written and every your recommendation just means everything to me. So this this one is from Emma and she writes, I'm a teenage girl who has been on the search for a podcast that could speak truth into my life and also offers perspective on what God says is true about me. This is the one. Rebecca speaks bold and powerful truths that positively shape the way I view myself and my worth. She is open and honest with her own struggles, which gives me the comfort that I am not alone. Whenever I find myself believing our culture's definition of beauty, this is what I listen to in order to have tools to battle those lies that constantly surround me. For anyone who has found themselves having physical insecurities or questioning their worth, please listen. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for speaking truth into my life. I am so thankful. Well, I'm thankful for you, Emma. This is amazing. This is an amazing review. That just... Uh, the the fact that technology and you know, everyone rags on technology so much like oh social media is the worst oh like technology is like ruining everything well technology allows me to sit in my apartment in Minnetonka Minnesota talk into a microphone and reach women all across the world for free and speak truth into your life and and encourage you and support you and to give you tools to overcome insecurities and to battle the lies that the world's going to tell you about what gives you worth and value. So I think that's pretty amazing. I think technology is wonderful. I love technology. And and I mean, I've got nothing bad to say about it. The problem isn't technology. The problem is the way that we might be using it or we might be using it as a source of validation, posting on Instagram in order to get likes, putting out a podcast in order to get a bunch of downloads. Like that stuff doesn't matter to me. This is what matters. Someone like Emma, who's a teenage girl, just trying to figure it out. Like that's how I was 10 years ago, trying to figure out who I was and why I was so crushed when a boy at school that didn't like me, like that broke my world. 10 years ago, and I don't want other women to go through that. Or at least when they do go through it, I want them to feel like they aren't alone. So Emma, you are not alone. I love you. And thank you for for sharing how this has impacted you. And if you want me to read your review of this podcast and what you find most helpful and what you've 
learned from from listening to this, you need to share it. You need to write a review, post it on iTunes. Uh, It's super easy to do. And maybe yours will be the next one I read. Okay, let's get into it. For the past two years, I have been recording podcast episodes and publishing them every Thursday about confidence. And one of the questions that I get asked a lot is, why are beautiful women insecure? I wrote this down in my book. I'm not doing this from memory. Um, And this is an interesting question to me because confidence has really nothing to do with the way you look. So beautiful women or attractive people in general are not necessarily more confident than other people. And the reason I know this is because my own confidence journey had gone up and down and the way I looked didn't really change in that time period. Actually, it didn't change at all. So it couldn't have been that the way I looked was affecting my confidence. It was my scenario, the situation that I was in, the mindset that I was in, where I was putting my identity and, and really where where I got my worth from. And when you are attractive, or I'll phrase it this way, when people call you beautiful, there's something that happens with your identity. Your identity starts getting formed around this idea of being attractive, being beautiful. And so there are three main reasons why beautiful women are still insecure. Okay, the first one is that expectations cause pressure. So what does that mean? If if you are LeBron James, okay, I hate to use sports analogies. I'm not a big sports person, but it makes sense. I love analogies. And this is the first one that came to my brain. So if you're LeBron James and you go out onto the basketball court and you shoot a free throw, If you don't make that free throw as LeBron James, people are going to be like, what is wrong with you? Like, you suck. You are not a very good basketball player, are you? You're overrated. You're, you know, whatever. People have an expectation because it's LeBron James. He should be good at basketball, okay? I don't know if he's good at free throws, but whatever. Basketball-related things. The same is true, or before I get there, if I go out onto a basketball court and I try to shoot a free throw. I mean, people are going to be amazed if I get it, right? Like that's going to be like, oh, really cool. Good job, Rebecca. Instead of this this disappointment that that I didn't make the free throw, right? So the expectation is higher for LeBron James than it is for me, okay? And I'm sure... When LeBron James steps onto the basketball court, he feels a lot more pressure to perform than I would a just random person off the street walking onto the basketball court trying to shoot some hoops, right? So the pressure for him to perform is different than for me. Nobody expects anything from me. It's fine. Like, end of the day, it doesn't matter if I can shoot this free throw or not. No one's expecting me to. But LeBron James, there's the pressure because there's the expectation. If he doesn't make it, he's going to get more flack than than even if he did make it. If he did make it, people would be like, okay, yeah, good. 
They wouldn't be like cheering and screaming and whatever. It would be like expected, right? So the same is true with beauty. When people call you beautiful, there's an expectation that you will continue to be beautiful or that you will always be beautiful when you show up somewhere. And when you have that expectation of something that's subjective, like it's one thing to be have the expectation of making a free throw, okay? If I shoot the basketball and it goes into the basketball hoop, I made the free throw, right? But beauty is subjective. I could walk into a room and one person could be like, that girl is beautiful. Oh, she's the most, most beautiful woman in this room. And someone else could not even notice me at all, right? That's what subjective means. It's not like a measurable thing that it's like, yes, you have X amount of beauty and whatever. It's, it's, it's not something that's measurable. It's not something that's objective. It's, it's someone's preference. So when you have an expectation based off of that, that's even more pressure to figure out what the different people are expecting from you. And no matter what you look like, you're always falling short, aren't you? Because you could feel beautiful. One person could call you beautiful, but someone else could think that you're ugly. Someone else could say you're ugly. Someone else could critique something about the way you look and then that sends you down a spiral of thinking that you're not good enough, thinking that you need to lose weight, thinking that you need to change your hair or change something with your skincare routine. I don't know. There are a lot of different crazy roads you can go down. So the first reason, it it makes sense that beautiful women still feel insecure is because those expectations cause pressure. And then you feel even worse when you don't live up to those expectations. Whereas other people, those random normal people who don't get called beautiful all the time, whatever, like that expectation isn't there. So the pressure isn't there. That's, that's just the way it is. Like being called a certain thing means that there's going to be an expectation to be that thing. Same, same thing with the LeBron James example. If you're a basketball player, people are gonna expect you to be good at basketball. If people call you beautiful, they're going to expect you to continue to be beautiful. Okay. So then the second reason, the second reason why beautiful women are still insecure, like this should not be a mind blowing concept, but I get this question a lot. Like, oh, how could you be insecure? Like, look at you. What? Okay. Um, It is a subjective source of identity. And I hinted at this a little bit earlier. So... When LeBron James shoots a free throw, or when I shoot a free throw, everybody will come to a consensus that's the same, that's what that means, consensus, that they either made it or they didn't. Okay, there's no like gray area. Did the basketball go into the basket? Yes, okay, then you made it. That's an objective standard, making the free throw. But being beautiful is not sub, is not objective. It is very subjective. It's open to people's interpretations. It, it changes based on your culture, based on the time period. Okay, I remember seeing, seeing magazine ads from like the 60s or the 30s or whatever other decade it was. And there were ads for 
like pills women could take in order for them to gain weight, okay? Because being too skinny was unattractive. The whole thing was like, oh, you better not be caught in your swimsuit not being able to fill it out, so take these fattening pills, literally, like like fattening pills, so that you fill out your swimsuit and you're not gonna be this like little skinny stick rail of a person at the beach. That was the ad. So if you were a skinny person back in that time period, you were feeling like you weren't good enough. But if you're a skinny person today, you've got it made. So that just proves that even within the same culture, that was within the United States, even within the same culture, the time period changes and the beauty standards change. So that means that there's no standard. That means it goes up and down and it changes and with every single person, it's different, right? That's why you see on celebrities' Instagram pages the same picture, the same person. Read the comments. I mean, I don't suggest doing this, but like this is a thing that you can use to prove like, oh, this is a subjective thing. Read the comments. Some people are gonna be like, I love you, you are so amazing, oh, you're so beautiful, you're my favorite, wah. And then other people are gonna be like, gross. I don't even know why she wears that. I don't even know why anyone thinks that she's special. Like, she's just, you know, regular person, I don't like her, whatever. They're gonna be actively mean, actively saying that she's ugly on every single celebrity's picture, it doesn't matter who it is. There's gonna be someone saying, she's beautiful, someone saying, she's ugly. Same picture, same person, okay? And so, when, when you structure your identity around that, that's when it starts being insecurity because the definition of insecure, shockingly, is something that is not secure, <laughs> okay? So something that changes, something that is not fixed. So if something is subjective, it is by definition not secure. And when you say words like I am, or you hear words like you are, you start building your identity around that. It's, it's just that's how your brain is wired, that's how, how humans are, that's how we function, right? Like, like I am Rebecca, okay? That's part of my identity. I am a woman, okay? Part of my identity. Um, we talk about this in terms of our sizes too. I'm a size four, right? I'm skinny, I'm fat, I'm beautiful, I'm ugly, I'm single. That's how you start to identify. Um, or, or even taking it out of the um, context of your appearance, people build their identity around I'm smart or I'm funny. And then when someone doesn't think you're funny or you meet someone who's smarter than you, your identity is threatened and you start feeling insecure and you start, you know what I mean? Like this is just so, like this happens in any different scenario, but right now we're talking about the appearance and your beauty. But just think about that. Like the more you hear, oh, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. It doesn't happen by choice. You just start to build your identity around that if you're not careful. Right? This is something that just happens under the surface. But what you can do, if you could build that in your identity, you could also take it out of your identity. It's not fixed. So that means you have control over it. But just imagine like when you are building your identity around something that's going to change, when it does, that causes insecurity. 
That's literally the definition of insecurity is something that changes, something that's not secure. Hey, it's Rebecca. This isn't for everyone, but if you're just like, I'm so done fighting against my body, like every morning waking up and feeling like I just need to deal with this body again today. And you've tried all the other things you've done. You've done the things that everyone else is telling you that you need to do. If you're just like, this freaking sucks. Like I shouldn't have to live like this. I don't want to wake up in the morning with these same thoughts. I am so over all of the people telling me to love my body. What does that even mean? I want an actual plan, actual steps. Someone who's done this, someone who I can be totally vulnerable with and feel safe. Like they get my struggle because they've been there and they know how to get out of it. They know how to get through it without just shoving it down and pretending like it doesn't matter. I want to invite you into my one-on-one coaching program because that is where you get someone who can see the blind spots that you are completely unaware of. Someone who can repeat your thoughts back to you in a condensed way that makes sense so that you can actually work through them and move forward. If this is something that you're like, oh, that sounds like me, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching. That is how you get started. That is the gateway into what would be private coaching with me one-on-one. It's not for everyone. Not everyone needs a one-on-one body confidence coach. But if you want someone in your corner, if you want that support, if you want to feel like there's somebody on your side to change the way you think when you wake up in the morning, to change how you feel as you're getting dressed, to make normal everyday things like eating and getting dressed and going to work and talking to people and having relationships, normal. Because if you think about it, you're hacking your way through the Amazon jungle right now, okay? There's like, everything is in your way. I've created a path. And if you're done hacking away by yourself and you want to just surrender to heal this part of your heart, you know that this is what's been missing, you're invited to walk with me on the path. I only work with a few women every year to be that person that they can be vulnerable with and and share everything that's going on without editing themselves, without censoring it so they don't hurt someone's feelings or or whatever. Like I get everything that you're going through. I've thought all the thoughts that you've had. I've tried all the things that you've tried. So go to rebeccabiggie.com forward slash coaching and that's how you get started. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So then the third thing, the third reason why beautiful women are insecure. Because we're afraid of losing something desirable. That's the other part. Like, there's there are two different ditches that you can fall into as far as insecurity and your body image and beauty. One ditch is I want to be beautiful. I need to be beautiful. I need to to work on all these different things in order for me to be attractive and to to have this beauty that I want so bad. I'm ugly and I just I need I need to become beautiful. It's one side. And then the other side is 
okay, um, I have this thing and I don't know how long I can keep this up. It's like imposter syndrome. It's like, how long is this going to last until I lose it? Or how long is it going to be until someone comes along and is like, no, you're not, you don't fit the cultural standard of beauty anymore. Sorry, we changed it. Now it's someone who looks different than you. Whoops. Like, like that's the fear. And that's the other seed of insecurity. So this is what makes body image and building your identity around the way you look so dangerous is because no matter where you fall on that spectrum, you're in a ditch. It doesn't help you. Either you're afraid to lose it, you are so afraid to lose what you have, or you're so desperately working towards getting that thing. And the most heartbreaking part about it is the women that I coach with, the women that I I work with privately who've been through that whole spectrum, they've gone from feeling really ugly and and not getting compliments to changing the way they look and and building themselves, their body into what, what society says is attractive. And then they're like, what? It didn't work. Now I'm just, now I'm more insecure about like losing this. Or yeah, 80% of people I meet find me attractive. I want to make it 90. I want to make it everyone. I want to, yeah, yeah, I lost this much weight, but now I want to lose that much. Or now my weight is okay, but uh, I don't really like the way my nose looks. I'm going to get a nose job. Or I don't really like the way that my, my, you know, hair looks. So I'm going to get extensions or I'm going to do this like it's it doesn't ever stop because you will never be objectively beautiful to everyone there's always going to be someone who looks different from you beautiful in a different way and sometimes it's conflicting like There are different styles of beauty and like you can't have all the different styles at once. Like they are mutually exclusive. Like you can't have um, the super fair skin kind of Audrey Hepburn type look and the Jennifer Lopez like dark, darker features, tan skin look. You can't have both. They're, They're opposite. One person's gonna prefer the Audrey Hepburn look. One person's gonna prefer the Jennifer Lopez look. So that's why beautiful women are insecure. It's because they're building their identity. Well, people build their identity for them around this thing that's subjective. They, that expectation causes pressure for them. And even when they get it, even when they do feel like they are beautiful, they start to be afraid of losing it. That's why. So what do you do, right? So you're a beautiful woman, you feel you feel insecure because your whole life you've been told you're beautiful and you're just trying to hang on to this thing. You're like, I have this thing and, and you know, it's kind of wearing me out, gripping it so hard. Like this is taking all my energy and all my time and all my focus. What do I do? You let go. And it's not letting go of your body. Cause that was one, one thing a, a client of mine said, she was like, well, I don't want to, 
I don't want to love myself too much because, you know, then I might let myself go and I would just be super unhealthy. And I'm like, ah, that's a problem. Like if you think that if you cared for your body and you accepted yourself, that you would just like become this unhealthy slob, you have a weird definition of what health and taking care of something looks like, don't you? Like that's not what taking care of something is. That's not what loving something is. Loving yourself involves taking care of yourself. But what you get to let go of, what you are voluntarily holding on to, is those expectations of other people. You get to let those go. You get to be like, you know what? I don't care if this room full of people, if I'm, if people think that I'm the best looking person here. I don't care. You know what I care about? Showing up for the purpose I'm here. If you're going to a friend's house for dinner, the thing that you should be concerned about is spending more time with your friend, getting to know where she's at right now. Okay, if you're getting ready to go on a date, you should not be concerned with, oh, I hope that he thinks that I'm attractive and all of that. No, you should be concerned with, I'm excited to meet this person and I wonder if he's a good fit for me and I want to have fun. Like, like that's what you should be thinking about before a date. And especially in like corporate setting, work setting, professional settings, like you are not there to impress people with the way you look. You are there to contribute to inspire people, to to do your job. And part of your job as a beautiful woman is not to maintain that beauty or to make sure that everybody in the room thinks that you're attractive. Because guess what? Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. That's never going to be a thing. That's never going to happen anyway. And that doesn't mean that you're less or that if you tried harder, then you could. Like, literally, that's not ever a thing. So instead of putting all this mental energy into trying to be something that's impossible and being miserable in the process, let's be honest, like you don't want to have these, this self-conscious thought. You don't want to feel insecure. Focus on the things that you can control. Focus on the parts of you that make you, you. If everyone in the world looked the same, how would people distinguish you from other women or other people? Focus on those things because that's what makes you who you really are. And that is what the people who actually care about you are going to be more concerned with because that's why they actually like you. If the people in your life only like you because you're beautiful, you got to find new people in your life. 